thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Lofty Introvert Podcast. And I'm your host, the Lofty Introvert, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that uh, a lot of people um, struggle with. And for those that don't struggle with it, well, you know, you should consider yourself lucky. Um, because for the most part of my life, I've suffered with something called social anxiety. And um, when I first realized that um, there was something wrong with me is when I was in elementary school and um, I remember uh, vividly getting letters get sent to home or having my mom uh, getting phone calls from my teacher that I wasn't doing my homework right that I wasn't participating in class that uh, I was lazy to do all the work or whatever and um, what I didn't tell my mom at the time is that um, I did do my homework right I, I was um, doing uh, learning all the uh, the things I had to learn, you know, as a fifth grader, the only thing that was bothering me was that I was very shy, right? I didn't want to participate in any group of activities. So, you know, I, the work I did, but when it came to raising my hand in class, I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to be the center of attention. Um, I don't know when the um, the thoughts of uh, uh of not being good enough for or, or 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 for me my things that I had to say were not being of any value I don't know when all that started right it just uh, it just randomly appeared in my mind and um the thing is I would only have that that feeling when I was around people right or when I was uh, next to speak up in an in an event or an occasion but at home I wasn't that person Right, I was freely talking and joking and having fun with my family, and um, it was only when I was put in the situation. So I was like, "What? Why?" You know, and I could never think myself out of it. And yeah, when I was home, even when I was in the shower, I would you know think of all these things, and I'm like, "All right, next time that I'm in those situations, it's going to be different." Right? I'm gonna be natural like I, I'm at home and um, yeah I don't want the teacher to call my mom anymore so I'm going to try to participate um, and I remember I it w- I would start off school the next day and I wouldn't be as motivated as I was the night before right when I'm telling myself after school that I was going to do better it wasn't it wasn't the same it started all over again and um, it took me years and years and years to finally get the tools to deal with this situation because I would always just rely on myself thinking my way out of the situation, thinking that I was going to better or thinking of all the ways I was going to make things work. And um, that's one of the reasons it took me so long to get over social anxiety. And even though I might not be completely over it, I do have the tools now to be able to deal with it better, right? To be able to cope with it and not even and to actually enjoy conversations and have fun participating and um, expressing my opinion and um, the way I achieve this is something almost counterintuitive we think that we need to actually um, get better at something before we or, or start feeling good about something before we do it right and the reality of it is is if we wait to the right opportunity to we begin to feel better about a certain thing, 
we're going to be waiting forever. It's not going to come. What needs to happen first is that you need to take action first and let the emotions and the feelings come around after, right? So first of all, it's taking action. And um, that's, this is the part where I'm saying it's kind of counterintuitive. You actually have to jump in first, right? Put yourself in those situations where you have to talk to people, talk to groups. And yet, it's going to feel very, very, very tough. You're going to feel like you're drowning, right? You're going to be in a conversation. You might even be sweating. That's one of the things I, I start sweating. I can feel sweat on like my upper lip and um, just on my forehead. And I could feel my face is red. I lose my train of thought. My thoughts are everywhere, right? I'm just trying to say all these smart things and all these interesting things. I'm trying to take as much value I have, almost as if I have to prove myself to these people that I have value to give and that I'm important. And um, I unfortunately had to go through that to find out that it really doesn't matter if I have value to give. A lot of the times, people just want to hear what you have to say. They're not waiting for, for something of importance for you a lot of the times, right? Like when I'm hanging out with my friends or, you know, we're hanging out with some new people, new friends that come in, I'm not going, only going to let them talk when they have something interesting to say. Like, dude, I want to actually hear what this person has to say because it gives me a sense of who he is a little bit, right? So if we constantly are thinking in our heads, like these people have, they're are going to be listening to me are going to be waiting for me to say something interesting. We're working under the wrong uh, principles, right? Because they might not even be waiting for that, right? They just want to get a sense of who you are. And if you're worried about all the things you're going to say, you're not going to be able to express your, your true self as, as best as you possibly can. And um, that's one of the most important things that uh, you have to remember when going into a situation and you're dealing with social anxiety at first is that, first and foremost, you have to be able to express your true self, right? And not be ashamed of it, right? And even though you might not be the best person now, nobody is, right? I'm better than I was 10 years ago now, thankfully. And, uh, but even then, I could have even been better if I had just would have just learned this earlier and just put myself out there. And yeah, when you put yourself in such situations, like I said, um, you're going to be, feel like you're, running out of breath, you're sweating, you just want to get out of there, right? The first thought that goes into your mind is, oh my God, I did this, now I need to get out, right? And it's really important to, um, to kind of wrestle with that a little bit and stay there and finish the conversation because you're going to learn a lot from it, right? Um, the only way to learn, I believe, is through failure, right? That's, that's the best way that you're going to lose, uh, learn something is by putting yourself out there. And whether you win or not, you know, maybe nine times out of ten, you might fail. And that's good. Why? Because that's how you're going to learn. Right? That's how you're going to get better. Um, you're going to take that and you're going to critique it. And you're going to be like, all right, this is what I need to improve on. Now I have something solid to grasp onto. I'm no longer thinking of what if I do this? What if I do that? Now I've pinpointed exactly my bad habits that I have. And I'm going to fix those, right? And I'm going to work on them. And the way to work on them is to put them out there and expose them and deal with them as they go. One of the um, main things that I've had personally, and again, guys, uh, before I keep, you know, going on this, 
um, these are 100% biased, right? And they're biased because these, they're my personal opinions, right? And they're just what I personally went through, right? They're just, I gather these through personal experiences. So they might not be applicable to everybody. And for those that, that don't relate to this, that might be why, because these are only mine. But I am going to tell you how I, uh, I dealt with them. And yeah, and um, what I was going to say is um, one of the big things for me was um, how do I keep a conversation going? And um, that's something that I've wrestled a lot because if you, you know, you actually go out of your shell for a little bit and you start a conversation with someone, a lot of the times you might feel bad because the conversation didn't go anywhere, right? Like if you frame the conversation out in the present, like, oh, hey, you know, I, you know, this kind of random, but I really like your shoes. And the person said, oh, uh, you know, like nervously laughed and said, thank you, thank you. And that was it, right? The conversation was over and you're just both there, stand there awkwardly. You, because you don't know what else to say. The other person is kind of waiting for you to be like, all right, what's next, you know? So, um, you know, that's one of the things, like, what, what could, you know, what, what is there to say next, right? And um, the stumbling block there is that, um, first of all, you have to kind of work within yourself first and, and um, be able to have, uh, to be more creative, right? And you're only going to be creative when you're having fun. You're not going to be creative when you're, um, when you're nervous, when, um, when you're feeling pressured, when you're scared, when you want to get out of the conversation. You're not going to be, be creative in those moments because you just want to leave, right? You have, um, you're divided right now in your mind and you're, one, of, one of them wants to stay and grow and, and talk to somebody new, a stranger. And the other part of your brain is telling you to get out of there, right? So um, it's really hard, and you have to deal with that also first in your mind and tell yourself already uh, since when you're about to go in is, uh, all right, I'm just going to go in, and I'm going to stay there as long as possible. Like, that's my goal, to go in, do it, and stay there, right? And then um, I guarantee you that after the conversation is over or after those moments are over, where you put yourself in that situation, when you leave, you're going to feel so much better for doing it. Yeah, there might be an occasional thought like, oh, God, that was embarrassing or, oh, man, I'll never do that again. But for the most part, you're going to be happy that you're out of that situation and you're going to start feeling relieved. And uh, the important part is this. Whether you think it's embarrassing or not, you're going to learn to adapt to making those decisions to where you stay there and you do something that you're scared to do, Right? Your work, it's a, it's a good habit to do those things that you're scared to do, right? Because we could build bad habits of leaving when things go bad. When we're scared of things, we leave. So whenever it's time to do something you need to do, but at the same time you're scared to do it, you're going to leave. And what's going to happen is that things are going to go wrong because you needed to do that thing, right? For example, you needed to call your phone company and tell them that they're charging you you know, $100 extra on your bill, right? But what happens if you're scared to be on the phone and you have social anxiety? You're scared that they're just going to tell you no. So you don't do that thing. And what happens? You, you, they take it out of your account or you're overdrafted. You don't have any money now. So you need to do those things, right? And the way to start is by doing, starting little, starting small. Going out and talking to people and doing stuff you don't want to do and staying there. And what's going to happen is that you're going to start, like I said, building a positive uh, 
a loop to where you do things that you don't want to do, right? So when that situation comes that you have to make that phone call, you're going to jump in. Why? Because you're scared to do that thing and you're going to tell yourself, because I'm scared to do this thing, that means I have to do it. So um, that's just a little bit of uh, uh, of uh, the, you know, and this is a very big subject for me, social anxiety. And I have a lot to talk about regarding this. But this is a very small portion of what I kind of want to talk about social anxiety. And um, this is just sort of like the tip of the iceberg. Um, it starts off with working on yourself first, right? Because um, ultimately you can't control how the other person is going to react to you in a social interaction. But you can control how you're going to react to yourself or to them, right? You can control how you could feel in a certain situation. Now versus how I was before, I'm able to get an interaction and actually enjoy it and be like, I'm going to go with the flow and I'm going to have fun. And, um, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. Right? And at the end, I'm, I'm going to have some fun. I don't have to think about something that I have to do anymore that, you know, oh, man, I have to get into the large group and say stuff. And then, oh, it's going to suck. And I'm going to do so horrible. Now I have a different mindset where I can have fun doing this. I look forward to big group gatherings. And if I have to say something, I'll say it. Right? So I changed a lot. And um, it, like I said, it was only through um, putting myself out there. Right? And I know right now I didn't give any practical information about how to do those things. It just goes into a little bit of the theory that goes behind it where I'm, I'm firmly convinced that in order to get rid of, of social anxiety or to be able to cope with it better, you need to just go out there and um, it's called exposure therapy. So put it out there and you learn how to deal with it as you go. You'd be surprised at the stuff that you could do, right? At what your mind is capable of doing once you're in that situation. But you know what requires... What, what's required of it first is that, first of all, you be having fun, right? Because we're not going to do these things if we're just like how I was in school. I wasn't going to participate or do something in school if I was scared to do it. I wasn't going to function good. I needed to be having fun. And it needed to be coming from me. I had to be telling myself, this is going to be fun, right? And... um so that's the first and foremost that we have to change that self-talk we have within ourselves um, when we get into a group setting. As And this is not going to come right away, right? You, it requires you to put yourself out there first and, and go through those embarrassing moments. But eventually, you'll be, you'll be surprised in how there'll be a shift in your thinking. And all of a sudden, you're looking forward to that big talk. You're looking forward to those social interactions. You're looking forward to those group of people talking to you and and wanting your information about something you kind of have to teach a whole bunch of people something right or explain to a whole a group something you're going to be comfortable with those things right and um, you're able to you're going to do a good job of it because you're having fun right you're not inhibited by what the other people might think about you because you, you're not caring about that you're caring about yourself now and how much fun you're going to be having right and um by way of example I'm glad I dealt with this before, um, and I was able to do some exercises where I'd go out and talk to people. That'll be for another podcast, but I would go to the mall 
and talk to people. I'd go to bars and talk to people because I was scared, right? I didn't know what I was going to say to strangers. And I was like, you know what? Let's do an experiment and find out what I would say in those situations. And I put myself in the situations and some of the conversations were good and some of them were funny, right? Like I was, I was saying, oh man, I would, I would tell my friends later, man, it was embarrassing. I came up to this guy and you know, or this and that. So, um, what helped me about that is when I was able to get a, uh, I was able to get a good opportunity to go into this other job where I was going to be making more money. Right. And uh, believe it or not, it was, uh, it was at a restaurant and I was supposed to be bartending and serving. And, uh, for the most part, I would get like a 20 top. Right. And then, um, they would ask me stuff about like literally the whole 20 top didn't know anything about the restaurant, didn't know anything about the menu. And they were asking me, and I was new there, right? Had I been scared to talk to a group of people, I would have messed up. I would have looked embarrassed. And then seeing those people have secondhand embarrassment or be mad at me would have made things even worse. So I remember dealing with it the best that I could. And eventually, I did. And I was looking at everybody because I tend to be an overthinker. So when I would look at these people's expressions, they had no idea what was going on. They didn't know that I didn't know much about the menu. Because I was able to deal with them effectively. My body language was screaming that I was confident that I was going to get things done. They were my guesser and I was going to help them out no matter what. So my body language was all there. It was congruent with the way I was feeling as well. I was feeling very confident. And even though I didn't know much about the menu, if something came down to where I didn't know, I would be able to say it without having to worry about what the other person is going to say. I would be, I would say, I would like, uh, uh, sorry, ma'am, I really don't know, but I could find out for you really quickly if you just give me one second. So, you know, you know it's, um, it's a good thing to get social anxiety out of way because it could let you um, actually do the things that you need to do. For example, like I said, I needed a better job. I needed to make more money. So I put myself in a situation and come to find out I needed these skills to do really good at my job and to get the most amount of money I could and what I was doing. So I suggest that everybody, and I would give, I would give a little bit more, more tips on what it is that you have to do exactly and what it is you have to say to people when you're starting a conversation, how to keep the conversation going. I have more to say about this topic. But at first and foremost, like I said, you have to start with yourself, right? And change the loop that's going on in your head and the self-talk that's going on in there and, and switch it to where it's something that you want to do because it's fun, right? And it sounds almost selfish, but um, it really is what changed me a lot and helped me cope with my social anxiety is you're doing it for yourself first. Um, the secondary effect is that you make people feel happy, you make people feel good. But for the most part, in return, that makes you feel good, that you're able to, to help people and not feel inhibited by your social anxiety. And what other people might think about you. So yeah, guys, this is a little short, a uh, little just insight of uh, of a little bit so uh, of my thoughts on social anxiety. So this is just the introduction part. There will be a part one, a part two, part three, maybe part four um, on a series about social anxiety. And these might be a little out of order. I think what I'm going to do is keep them in order though, and just finish the series and finally talk about something else but I did notice that um, a lot of people struggle with this whether they might admit it or not 
first of all, I could spot it. I could smell it like a million miles away because I'm a, a, a former sufferer of social anxiety. So I know when someone doesn't want to do things because of social anxiety, whether it be severe or it be a little mild, right? And I like to encourage people because I've changed so much and um, I want to be able to help people get through this thing and, and tell everybody that it's, it's something you could change and something you can cope with. And whether it fully reverses or not and you turn into a social butterfly, even if it doesn't and you're able to feel it every now and then, but at least become a better person through, through coping with it and coming out the end, that would, would say a lot about, about, um, about the, the tools that I'm, that I'm going to be showing you guys, right? That they actually work, right? Because um, even though I'm able to deal with large groups now and able to cope with that and even have fun with it, I do have fun talking to people. Um, from time to time, I do feel that thought that, oh man, I really don't want to do this today. Oh man, I just got sat with a 20 top. I'm not feeling good. Uh, I've been messing up orders all night. You know, I have things going on at home. I'm able to um, switch that light on and be like, all right, let's go. I'm going to have to do it anyway. These people are mine. Um, let's, let's, I'm going to go through anyways. And I have two choices, either do it with my current way of thinking and fail at everything and just give in, or I could try to tip the tide in my direction and um, make it feel, make it better, right? Better for everybody. And that surprises me every time because, like I said, you'd be surprised what your mind could do or what you're capable of doing when you just put your mind to it. And it sounds kind of, you know, self-helpy, kind of motivational, but um, believe it or not, your your mind is very powerful, right? And um, if you if you just do those things that you just put, you just say, okay, let's do it. You'd be surprised at the tools you have already that you've learned to get through these things. You can entertain a, a, anybody you want. Because you've entertained people before. Right? You've entertained your parents at the dinner table, your brothers and sisters, your cousins when you were hanging out with them at home, when you don't feel social anxiety, right? And you're, you've entertained people. You have the tools. You have the creativity. You can bring that into a social setting outside with complete strangers. You just have to tap into that mentality that you're having fun, where you're creative, right? That's what you have to do. And it's possible. It's achievable. So, um, you know, you, you could do all those things. And that's why I'm kind of saying that you'd be surprised at what you could do. Why? Because I think you've done it before. Everybody has, right? From entertaining your kids, right? You're very funny. And, um, you know, think that there are no mistakes, right? You're learning, right? You, in a way, there are mistakes and they're very real and I acknowledge them. But I don't recognize mistakes anymore as I used to, right? Mistakes used to be for me back in the day. I used to uh, make a mistake and I'd quit. Whatever I had to do, I'm like, all right, I messed up. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore, Right. Rather now, mistakes are, are, are an opportunity I use to learn things, right? Whenever I know that things didn't go according to plan, I'll be like, you know what? It's a segment to move on to something else, right? Instead of quitting, now in my mind, I'm like, all right, I have to do something different, something that works, right? So um, mistakes or, or something that works or something that I need to do differently to achieve a certain result that I want to. So I'm going to take it back and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get the result that I wanted to do, but I'm going to do it in a different route now. So you're shifting your way of thinking to failure, to winning now so um yeah guys this is um <clears throat> i guess this is where i'm gonna leave it off for a little bit um and i'm gonna do another episode on social anxiety and uh, maybe i'll tell you guys a little bit more of uh as i give uh by way of example um on, on more about social anxiety and how i cope with it you, you hear a little bit of more of my stories 
of um, what kind of what kind of stuff I've been through and what are my thoughts on it and what have I changed in certain areas but um, I can tell you this that being a good conversationalist is something that it's very fun it's very fun and it's um um if if for whatever reason you're like you know what I, I have social anxiety and I've given in I want you to think that uh, about something like uh, you have fun you know whether for me it's playing video games um, and reading books, right? That's something that brings joy to my life, and I'm able to amuse myself with those things. There is a way where you could take social anxiety and turn it into a game, to where you're you're using a little bit of self amusement, and you're doing things, you're experimenting, and being like, if it if you treat this as a game. By the way, this is very serious, and I know it could cause someone to have a panic attack or whatever, or spiral downwards further into depression. But for the most part, if you think of it as a game. Right, and that um, there is no winners, there is no losers, there is only learning going on here. You have a better way to deal with it, right? And you actually have fun with it. That's what you have to do. Turn it into something that you're having fun with, right? Don't think of it as uh, there's winners over here and there's losers over here. Like this is all learning, and nobody's the standard when it comes to social anxiety. Um, uh, I'm sorry, nobody's the standard when it comes to entertainment, to conversationalist. There is no standard. You can only reflect. Your true, nat- your true self, right, in the conversations. And for the most part, I'm glad that nobody's a standard because at the same time, I appreciate when people are different. Like there are certain people I like to talk to and, cer- and certain people that I don't like to talk to, right? And, you know, that's just the way it is. And then what you have to do is um, work on yourself a little bit more to where you're able to put your true self in the conversation. So when you talk to people, your true self comes out, not some fake persona you invented whether it's a tough guy or the shy guy or the um, boring guy or the non-reactive guy why not be a mix of all those things because that's how you truly are right you're only human you go through those moments where you're you're very shy but you're very happy right it's you know actually the best way to get people to like you and to remember you more is to let them experience a range of emotions with you. When you're having a conversation, you're able to break things and you're like, man, you know what? This makes me very sad that this is. And the next moment you're joking around something, you're making everybody laugh. You're making it, you know, you're taking them through all the emotions, right? And it just actually shows that you're, you're more human, right? Everybody goes through those emotions. Everybody goes through those emotions where you're just feeling non-reactive, right? Like you're just hanging out, you're, you're having a good time. You're not, you're not laughing either, just enjoying your time. You know, that's fine, right? Learn to be more authentic and it's okay to you don't have to always be the clown right um because that's another way you could go too far is where you're the clown and you're entertaining people you have to think that you constantly have to be entertaining people and making them laugh to have a good time and you don't have to do those things right you don't constantly you could take them through the whole range of emotions and show your true self so i'll leave you with that guys thank you for tuning into another episode of a lofty introvert And um, we'll see you guys next time.